morning. It's the Workers' Beat. I'm Gene Lance, and the beautiful redhead is here. Good morning. I'm Bonnie Mathias. Good morning. Good morning. And the Workers' Beat, of course, is about everything from the point of view of working families. And Gene is going to give us news you can use. Things that are coming up That's for right. you to do. Runoff election is December the 6th in Georgia. Everybody's still working on it all over the country. No, December the 14th at 11 a.m. and again at 5.30 p.m. CWA 6215 Christmas dinner at 1408 North Washington. Contact Ernest. I think the number is 214-826-6215. That's correct. And January the 13th through the 16th is Labor Civil and Human Rights Conference in Washington, D.C. If you know about other things coming up, uh, especially about the strike that's going on in Fort Worth. Yeah. We would like to know more about that. You can call us at 972-647-1893. What do you think, Bonnie, about the railroad strike? Uh, uh, I, you know, I don't want to crash the economy. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we depend on the railroads. It really kind of burns me that Warren Buffett won. Because <laughs> he's one of the richest men yeah. in the world. And, and owns BNSF, which is the Burlington Northern Santa Fe. I saw somewhere that he had earned 120-something billion dollars in a day. Damn. It was a, it was a change in the stock price. Well, the railroad union controversy, uh, a lot of the politicians were better than others. Yeah. Some of the politicians tried to get uh, some sick days for the railroad workers. But not your Republican boys and girls. Uh, well, That's some right. Of the, some some of, of them. Democrats even. Actually, actually, there were a Republican or two on the side yes. of getting, including Ted Cruz, was in, on the side of getting some sick days in the contract. <laughs> but... That proposal failed in the Congress, it failed in the Senate, and the one that passed is the same old contract that the railroad workers had already turned down, the one that the government negotiated with them some time ago, a month or two ago. And the membership voted no. Yeah, and it was the majority of the membership voted no. Yes. It was four unions out of 12, but those were four of the larger unions. Right, they represented 115,000 workers, I think. Mm. Uh, well, it was different. Well, I think the total was like 115,000. Ah. But uh, the larger unions were like 20 or 30,000, 40,000. Uh, here's what the railway union said. This is kind of the far left version of... Uh, of of interpretation of what happened. Okay. This is from the, something called the Railroad Union. They said, quote, Democrats, then Republicans, smite rail labor, while Railroad Workers United, RWU, finds it despicable, but not surprising, that both political parties opted to side with big business over working people yesterday and vote against the interests of railroad workers not once, but twice within hours. That's exactly we what happened. S- we suffered a one-two punch at the hands of, first, the Democratic Party, the second served up by the Republican Party. And the reason they're saying that, that it was a one-two punch is because the Democratic Party was very much in favor of just passing anything, but some of the Democrats and one or two of the Republicans were in favor of adding to the, to the proposal uh, sick days. Seven days. Seven days paid sick leave. Yeah. And uh, this is quite historical. 
It is. But the seven-day sick leave uh, did not pass in the Senate. In fact, it failed pretty bad. Thank and, you, Ted Cruz. Well, Cruz did. And, and Cruz voted with us on that. Not on the not on the pay. He did on the sick pay. Oh, on the sick pay, but he he's just he's just oh, so that's why you he and Bernie. Like no, I don't. I can't stand <laughs> it. I can't stand it. Well, and I have a, a there were some jokes going around about how he and Bernie Sanders voted well, on the, that's right. voted together on the, the same thing for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, I don't anyway, like it you. failed, and uh, the contract that is now being stuffed down the railroad workers' throats is the one that was uh, negotiated a couple of months ago. Now, to be fair, the unions were in on those negotiations, Mm -hmm. and the union leadership agreed to it. But the members didn't. And we're supposed to have a democratic right in this country to vote on our contracts, and that has been robbed from us by the government. Well, Let's by the it. by the by the the Railway Act, I mean, you know, the the government when it comes to airlines. That's the government. I know, but it, uh, this this didn't just happen. This that was passed. This law was passed a long time ago. Uh, look what Reagan did in with the uh, the air traffic controllers. Busting the union. He busted the union, mm-hmm. and uh, I see this as basically. The same type of tactic. Here's what the smart union said. Smart is, I think, the biggest. That's the largest one. The yes. largest of them all. Not by a lot, but, no. the, but the largest. And they said, quote, as prescribed by the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution, the Smart Transportation Division acknowledges the ability of Congress to legally impose the tentative national rail agreement upon the operating craft employees represented by the Smart TD. So, in other words, they said, well, the government can do it because they've they've given themselves the right the to power, do it. The power, that's or right. Or the power to do it. That's it. Uh-huh. Now, what the AFL-CIO said is that it ain't over. I think they're implying that there's going to be further legislative efforts to get sick pay for all workers. I think there should be. But sick, but legislative efforts are not what's in question. No. The question is whether or not they can go on strike. Right. And they have been robbed of their ability to go on strike over this by the con- by the U.S. Congress. Yep. It was it, it. You know, you can blame the bosses, and it's true. The bosses are the ones that are behind this. They're the <laughs> ones pushing for it. And and you can also blame the Dallas Morning News editors <sighs> because they are celebrating. They said, "Oh yes, Congress Yay. did the absolute right thing. Ooh, they did it good. Mm. They're supposed to be for democracy, but apparently they're not. They're not. So so." <sighs> You can blame them because they're the main villains, but you have to acknowledge the fact that the government did it. Yep. The government sided with the bosses against the railroad workers again, just as they have consistently ever since 1877. And just because you have the right doesn't mean you have to do it. Let's just get that straight. I don't think we should even say they have the right. They have the power. Well, they have the power. They have the power to do it, and they showed that in 1877 when they called out not just the Texas Rangers, not just a few gunmen, not just the National Guard, but the Army. They called them out to shoot down the railroad workers in 1877. And then again in, uh, I think it was uh, 18, about 1890, they, there was a big strike and Eugene Victor Debs 
This this is another one. The government declared it illegal. Eugene Victor Deb said, "Well, heck with that. We're going to strike anyway." And they put him in prison. He was the leader of the uh, United Railway Union. He was trying to organize all the unions together. See, one of the problems of having rail is that there are all kinds of different unions. unions. There's twelve of them, and uh, it's hard for them to negotiate together. So getting rid of the archaic way of dividing up the unions by class, by, uh, by craft, is one of the problems that the railroad workers have. But the biggest one is the bosses, and the second biggest one is the government. <laughs> Who's the boss? That's right. And I Warren noticed, Buffett. <laughs> and the first thing I saw when I looked on Facebook was Rosie Kurtz. Rosie Kurtz Im- uh, implied... Rosie Kurtz is a, a local uh, activist here uh-huh. in the labor movement uh-huh. and pretty smart woman. Very. And she said she's hoping they'd go on strike anyway. Well, and, and I don't think they will, do you? No. But I've heard people talk about a general strike. It's time for a general strike. Well, explain uh, that, Bonnie. What, what would a general strike entail? Nobody goes to work. Everybody Nobody. goes to work. Everybody stays home. Nobody okay. goes to work. It would be illegal. It would be illegal. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll bet we get somebody's attention. Let's talk about one that we can win. Oh. <laughs> Better give out the phone number first, though, Bonnie. 972-647-1893. Oh, here's somebody's call. Wow. Right they Good read morning. my mind. Did you see that? Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. All right. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the uh, criminal strike. Yes. Uh, issue. issue. Um, see, I think part of the issue is that we don't want to admit, I mean, people who do vote, and the, one, and the non-voters don't understand is that this is why we vote the way we, this is why you vote, because the whole thing the railroad uh, is for asking for was sick leave. Not, yeah. not a 24% raise, they probably added that, it's not how argument debate when you, when you negotiate, but it was a sick leave. And the reality is this, the news has framed it as Guess what? If you don't uh, direct this fight for Christmas, we're gonna have a recession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what you and what you had was you had a senate, a senate that said the same thing. Well, you know what? The economy, the economy is fragile. We're not gonna give these people this sick uh, leave, seven day sick leave. Mm-hmm. Now, both parties are complicit. The problem is this: is that when it comes to unions. For 30 years, they have framed unions as anti-business. Mm-hmm. And so what is, what is going on is that the everyday person look at unions as as a negative connotation to business. But mm-hmm. business have, 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 I take the way I work all the time. Businesses write policies for politicians. Now, we just had an election. Most of those politicians are going to be pro-business. You know why? Because at the end of the day, I give them a vote. Businesses give them money to uh, to to write certain legislation or to keep certain legislation um, out of uh, law. So they they listen to the money a lot more than they do yes. to the people, right? Yes. yes. Money mm-hmm. out of politics. And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the reality is the people are sitting here like they're saying, the dollars more than you. I'm going to call them up. I'm this, my name is Tony. <laughs> I'm gonna call them out. They have always been poor business. Yeah. They have always advocated for that part. Now they do it. They do a puff piece 
about uh, the people. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we have a system that keeps feeding this thing where, because the workers, you know, right now we're just working, we're tired. And, and, and at the end of the day, we're not voting, not interest, because what we're doing is we just on this on this treadmill, and 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 and, and so what you have is uh, a lecture that number one is ignorant, number two that don't understand that the reason why you vote for a party or a person is to have common interest. They're not gonna do what you want everything they do. But what, we, but what just happened, like you said, is both parties basically said this. You know what? Money trumps uh, the uh, the workers. Yep. And uh -huh. so, at the, at the end of the day, common union, I mean, myself, and the reality is this, businesses are always going to have it to where the public look at us niggas. Mm -hmm. That's the way it is. It's the way it is, yeah, but something's got to change. And that's why, and I mean, isn't that what voting is all about, isn't it? Exactly. And that's why I don't, Tony, I'm really, really torn because I see the the non-voters in, in Texas, in Dallas County. And I'm like, we work so hard. We phone banked, we texted, we knocked on doors, we put lid on doors. We, hundreds of thousands of people. And what what are we not saying? What are we not doing to get these people to the polls? Part, part of the issue is this: you have to break it down to where they are. You know, and and, and where they are is this. They, their question is, what does the union uh, do for me? That's when uh -huh. we go back to the same old statement: is uh -huh. if unions make this pay, that means that business over there who don't have any don't have a union is going to raise their pay. They pay this is hot. So you benefit from a union asking this much because you indirectly going you indirectly going to get a raise right. off that. Well, maybe the whole pro maybe the whole problem is the question. Maybe the question yeah. the people are asking is, are these people for me, or are yeah. this people for me, or for that people for me? And yeah. and maybe that's the wrong question. Maybe the question they should be asking is, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Because yes. that's I know that uh, it's sad when we see uh, low turnout in elections. And uh, believe me, the lowest I've ever heard is right now in the auto workers union. Oh. They had they just had a national election for president and all the top officers of the union. They all they had to do was open an envelope and vote and put it back in the envelope and mail it. Didn't even and have to put a stamp on it. It was a free free postage, and the, and yet they only got about 11% of the whole membership to vote on, on their own leadership. And then they'll go home and then they'll complain, well, the union didn't do anything for me. When are they going to say, what can I do to make stuff happen? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave with this. There's one last statement. This is where I'm going to uh, give give you what what you what you just described. A lot of people in unions are not really proud of being a union person because, like I say, being a blue collar worker is not really uh, high up. How many union people ever go into the schools and say, "I work for a union"? I do. Career day. Well, they won't. They won't let them. The thing is, as career day, as career day, they can they can control that. Mm -hmm. As a union worker, I can go in there and say, "I work at X Y Z." 
I'm a part of the union. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if they don't give me that right, especially on career day, because they always ask me for career day. Mm-hmm. I thought they could go in there, a lawyer go in there and say what he does, but you don't let me say what well, I'm doing. So you can go challenge the same, because remember, I pay taxes in that same school. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's my point. Now, my point is, is this. A lot of union people are not necessarily proud of being in a union. And, and then they don't say they kids. My son know I'm in a union. He better. I, 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 my dad's in a union. <laughs> All right. But guess what? But how many people say, you know what? You live in Keller uh, or you live in Southlake or you live in Duncanville, Soto, and you live in this $200 house, and the union job is paying for that. They ain't saying that. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. <clears throat> Appreciate your call. Thank you very much. And Thank everybody you, else can call us too at 972-647-1893. Let's talk. Okay, let's take another call. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. You're on the air. Hello. Okay, if you're not going to talk, then we're going to have to take a break. Okay? <laughs> I was going to oh. speak to Pierre. Oh, Pierre. She wants to talk to Pierre. Okay, well, you can do that during okay, the break. Okay, well, we're going to go on break, and he'll get right back with you, okay? All right, thank you. All right, thanks. Ghosts. We're back on The Worker's Beat with Bonnie Mathias and Gene Lance. And uh, we got 972-647-1893 for the number. We've been talking about the the railroad strike that didn't happen. (laughs) But there is a strike that did happen. It's going on. We could win this strike. And it would be wonderful to win the strike against the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Startlegram. It's really against a company called McClatchy, which is, I think, is one of those uh, conglomerates. Yes, it's a, a... what do they call that? Hedge Some fund? Hedge fund. Yeah, there you go. And they bought the, te- the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and they have not been good to their employees, and so they are on strike, and we should be helping them. It's the Fort Worth News Guild. Now, News Guild is all one word, but you can spell Fort and Worth, Fort Worth News Guild. Yes. And uh, you can get online and find out what's going on with, the, with them. Did we have a caller, Pierre? Very active on Twitter. We did not. A part of the Communication Workers of America. Yes. The Fort Worth News Guild has been forced on strike after two years of stonewalling by their bosses. The Texas Tribune reported, quote, the McClatchy-owned newspaper has revoked their health care benefits and listed their jobs. So that's been the company's response to the strike. Instead of negotiating in fairness as they're supposed to do, and as fact, in fact, as they are legally required, required to, do, to do, yes, they're just going to try to replace them. Yeah, and here right at Christmas, isn't that nice of them to just cancel their their health insurance right here at Christmas? Oh, and by the way, even if they were to go back to work tomorrow. Their health insurance would not kick back in until January 1. Is that right? Yes. Aren't they special? They're pretty awful. Man. So we're going to have to get behind them, and uh, we can win. Yeah. We can win this because uh, Union's very, very popular right now. And if you subscribe to the Fort Worth Startlegram, by all means, you need to call, email, write, whatever, and say, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't take care of your employees, why am I paying you? Let them know. Let them know that you're not happy. Yeah. You know, your subscription is probably a month-to-month kind of thing because they don't have contracts anymore. So you can cancel your subscription. Is that what the union's calling for? No, I don't know what the union's calling well, for. 
Before we start suggesting tactics, let's see what the union wants to do because they're, it's their jobs that are on the line. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to them and see what their strategy is going to be. I know one of their strategies right now is raising money because yes. they, they didn't have a strike fund. Right. They didn't have any strike fund to build up on. They're a new union. Yes. So uh, they can't fall back on a bunch of money that they accumulated a long time ago. And uh, they are raising money to to feed and clothe the families that are on strike. Yes. And uh, they held a fundraiser last night at a bar called Tulips. Oh, good. Uh, in Fort Worth. Uh, I don't know how well it turned out. But I did see that they'd raised uh, over $30,000 so far. Okay. But that is not a lot of money no. when you have a bunch of people out on strike. And they have families. Mm-hmm. And they all have families. So let's do the best we can to win with the... Fort Worth News Guild. Now, News Guild is two is one word, N E W S G U I L D, and then Fort Worth News Guild. Okay, you can call us at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. See if you can think of some good suggestions as to what strategies you'd like to see them follow. I mean, is it just a matter of standing outside the business and picketing, or and raising money, or is there something else that you would like to suggest? Uh, Bonnie came up with the idea maybe people should be canceling subscriptions. Maybe the unions would pick that strategy, and maybe they won't. Maybe they'll have some other strategies that they want you to follow. Uh, what about advertising? What about the advertisers sure. that support the Startlegram? Uh, there's a possibility that you could talk to some of those advertisers, the people with the money, mm-hmm. and they might be able to convince the people at the startle gram uh, that they should act right and go back and go back to the table and bargain in good faith. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's have your ideas nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Now the jobs market is still strong. Yes. Yesterday morning you got the monthly report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, I imagine Leon is going to call about that because he reads that even more carefully than I do. He was here earlier. Mm-hmm. It says that they that they had two hundred sixty three thousand new jobs added in October, which is not great, but it's but it's good. It's pretty good. The overall unemployment rate is still three point seven percent, and three point seven percent is pretty good. Yeah, because four four <laughs> percent is considered normal. Right. But it was, of course, higher for Hispanics. It was 3.9%. And for blacks, as always, it was the highest of all mm. at 5.7%. None of that has changed. Nope. The, uh, the job market has been strong for the past year or so, and it is still strong. And when you have a strong st- job market, that means people can form unions. And it means the unions can get what they want. Uh, that they can push and that they can uh, they can win victories. The Bureau of Labor Statistics also reported that the average wages were rising at a fi- at 5.1 percent, while inflation continued to overwhelm wages at 7.7 percent. In other words, if you only got 5.1 percent the average, then you lost out because mm. stuff cost of stuff went up at the rate of 7.7%. And the contract that the railroad workers got, by the way, everybody's saying that they got substantial wage gains. Even the AFL-CO said they got substantial wage gains. Well, they got 24% over five years. And if you can divide, you can find out that that's 4.8% per year. And 4.8% is way low 
almost three percent less than inflation. Yes. So in other words, you're going backwards. <laughs> if, you don't, if you only got twenty four percent over five years, you're falling behind. Yeah, you didn't in get your purchasing power. And if you didn't get anything, guess what? <laughs> you're stuck like Chuck. Yeah. I didn't get a raise. I didn't get a raise. Neither one of us got a raise. Uh, you know, I've, and folks, I got. I I am just. I'm crazy when I go to the grocery store. Yeah, because it's wild. I just cannot believe how much. $5 and some change for 18 eggs? Uh Are you kidding me? I'm just like, what in? I'm almost afraid uh, to touch that stuff because it's so expensive. I know. And then, you know, chicken for a while, because we eat tons of boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Uh Chicken for a while was oh my god three forty nine a pound was about the cheapest that you know, I could find. Well, I saw last week in the paper it was ninety nine cents a pound. Oh yeah. But look out because they are about to kill like almost two million chickens <laughs> because of the avian flu. A new bird flu. A new bird flu outbreak. So if you if you if you need chicken, go ahead and stock up now while it's on sale because it's about to go up again. <laughs> Okay, call us at 972-647-1893. When they got down to voting in the Senate for the two bills that came to them from the House, one of them had uh, had seven days of sick leave on it. Yes. And that one failed by 52 to 43. (laughs) However, Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz both voted in favor of it. The other, the other one that passed had no sick leave, and it passed uh, tremendously. It was yeah. a landslide. Yeah. A lot of Republicans and a lot of, and a lot of Democrats voted for it. Did we waiting for a caller? Yeah, here we go. Okay. okay. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Are you there? Hello. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, business is inhumane. Yes. They, they they value the dollar more than they do a human life, of except course. their life. That's true. Yep. Except the corporate boss's lives and his kids and all that. But but the, the working class, they, have, they, they, they don't value their life. They think that the, a profit that they make off the labor is worth more than that person, even though that person is an essential worker, who if he doesn't go to do what he does, they won't be able to have stakes in their house. That's right. Mm-hmm. But government is supposed to be in a check and balance to the greed and the you know unscrupulous, inhumane uh, mentality of the business class. But because government has abdicated its role as a check and a balance by by taking these campaign contributions and doing all this other stuff until the electorate gets politically savvy enough to understand that if these guys don't support us as working class people by being humane and making sure we have, you know, sick leave and uh, expanded Medicare and these type things and vote these people out of office, this behavior is, is, is not going to change. That's right. Uh, That's exactly right. guns out here and you got 10, 11, 12 year old kids with guns and they won't do gun control. Well, government is supposed to step in and look out for the population as a whole, but it's selling out. And now Democrats, who the working class 
assume would support them are waffling under the, the pressure of the, of the business class themselves. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, I was, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I guess, uh, the seven-day sick leave would break the railroads or whatever. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't want those essential people to have sick, paid sick leave. Yeah, you know, they're just driving to- trains and stuff. I mean, Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And fixing the rails and then right. stuff. But they are so inhumane that they don't value those people's health uh, enough to say, well, we're making billions of dollars. Of course, we can, we don't, we, instead of us making $160 billion, we can make $158 billion and give <laughs> other $2 billion. You see what I'm saying? How ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and, and it's and it's 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 it's, 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 it's evil. Yep. It's, it's to a point that it's evil that you don't understand that that you, you, there is such a thing as greed. There mm-hmm. is such a thing as one person having too much money. But until the electorate understands how the significance of well, if you vote if you voted against that bill, we're going to vote you out because you voted against us having health care, us getting. Uh, a minimum wage that's a livable wage, et cetera, et cetera, we vote you out. Mm-hmm. But until that happens, and then unfortunately, there are a lot of Republicans who vote against their own interests. Oh, yeah. You know. Millions. 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 If you're not making $15 an hour, or you're not, you're only making $12 an hour, and then they keep pushing up this uh, price gouging disguise as inflation, and you don't support the, the the candidate that wants to raise the minimum wage to a living wage, then you're voting against your own interests, and you are a fool. You're being manipulated. You're stupid. They're you using know, you. I heard this uh, last week. I was listening. Do you know what the minimum wage is in Georgia? Five dollars and twenty five cents an hour. Right. Five twenty five an hour in Georgia. It's not even the same as the federal. Nope. Nope. And, and since you mentioned that, uh, Bonnie, a state can raise its minimum wage. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just like New York, just like Massachusetts, just like California, just like Arizona, Oregon, Washington. Yes. Just like Austin. But you, just, and the city of Austin. The city of Austin. But you got to have the political will. And to have the political will, you got to have the people, the electorate, Voting the right way. You are right, right. on. Right. And so, uh, unfortunately, you know, I have this saying, they voted for Barabbas over Jesus. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So it's a, that's I mean, so, you know, uh, what do we got to do? What are we not saying? Who are we not reaching? What is going on? I don't well, one thing get we can't it. do is we can't give up. We can't no, we in. can't. Oh, baby, I'm not giving up. Oh, no. Oh, no. If anybody knows me, you know I am i don't give up. Period. Period. I don't give up. I'm you, terrible. You don't either, do you, Leon? <laughs> no, we sir. got some people waiting. Hey, man, thank you so much, Leon. Have a great day, man. I appreciate your call. Okay, thank you, and good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Good morning. Is it, hello, is this me? Yes, yes this is you.
You're on the air. I have one question about the, the sick leave issue uh, the railroad workers. Now, it's my understanding that if uh, I take a, I'm a railroad, railroad worker and I take a day off, uh, I'll make, take a day of vacation to go to the doctor, and uh, I'm sitting in the doctor's office waiting to be called, and I get a call from uh, the railroad, I have to go back to work. That's what I understand That's too. That's my understanding as well. Yes, sir. Because they and, don't and, they don't have any sick days. And the real the real issue isn't about getting a paid for a sick day like anybody like other people are. The real issue is being able to take a day off free from being recalled. Just to go to the, just to be able to go to the doctor. Wow. Because yeah. the way it is right now, as I understand it, is they don't have the right to go to the doctor. No, they have they're on call twenty four seven. Unless they're they're on their off dates, if I'm not mistaken. So if you can't get an appointment with your doctor on your off day, you're you're subject to get that call to go into work. What do That's you think, right. caller? What do you think oh. should be done? Okay, well, uh, um, well, if they don't want to strike, they need to apply pressure tactics to the. Uh, uh, the railroad companies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But what pressure? What? How could they put pressure on them? The well, strike has been declared illegal. You think they should strike anyway? Well, no, not. I don't know. Not it's up to membership there. I, not necessarily. I. But they should at least be out there picketing um, corporate headquarters. Yeah. Uh, you know, if nothing else. Uh, or the train yards and just doing things to raise, doing what they need to do to raise awareness of the issue. Uh-huh. And to keep the fight going. Well, no, they got a five-year contract now. I think it's retroactive to 2020, so I guess it expires in 2025. And then they'll probably start the whole rigmarole again because their their contract negotiations, I think it went on for many, many years. Uh, after the last contract lapsed. But, Kenneth, don't you think that they should apply pressure all the time, like starting right now, letting people know what the issues are so that when it does come back around, people actually know what they're fighting for? Well, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right. They need to... They need to... Uh, it just seems like they need to uh, keep the pressure on them constantly instead of... Um, when they instead of just trying to do it all of a sudden when the contract expires. Yeah. I'm with you, Kenneth. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Are you railroad workers out there? Or are you listening? I'd like to have some railroad workers call us and tell us what's going on. I know. We got, we, we got to take a break because it's that time. Kenneth, thank you so much for bringing can I, that can up. Ask you one, can, yes. Can I get one more? Go ahead. One yes. Quick question. Uh, is KNON still selling uh the hoodies? I, I don't know. The, the red ones? You can pledge online. Oh, you can pledge online yeah. and get it. Yes. You can pledge all online and right. still get a hoodie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Kenneth. Have a great one. We got to take a break. We'll be right back after this word. Blue Monday. Monday. I, I hate Blue Monday. Monday. Woo. Gotta work like a slave. Gotta work 
Halloween. Here come Tuesday. You know, people are going to shoot us today. Oh, oh, Tuesday. We're not letting them hear Fast Domino sing this. I'm sorry. 972-647-1893. We've had Maybe some very good Steve, callers. Maybe Steve will play it next hour. I can't after help the, it. After the... Uh, <laughs> Without our voices. After the talk about the railroad union, I want to mention this, because this was in this week's news, too. Amtrak, which is part of the railroad, they recorded significant passenger growth in its most recent fiscal year and grew operating revenue by 48%. So they're... They're okay. It sounds like they're doing fine. Their money went up great. Yeah. That's not the freight lines, but I I understand that they're all making record profits. Oh, well, BNSF, that's that's Warren Buffett's company. Mm -hmm. What do you make? $121 billion? In a day. Oh, we have a caller, Gene. Morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is your money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up? You know, I said, the real simple said, don't call in. You always call in and they think you're a freak. Calling in all the time, want to be heard. They don't understand that. I, I was Army, Navy, fought for the country. People everywhere I go, thank you for your service. Either when I just said, I, I really, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite and let people thank me for my service because I was only reason I went because I was black and poor. I didn't have no other way. I didn't have no Ali money or nothing like that. So I went and served my country. Right. And I went overseas and served the country, Army, Navy. And I love this country. And I realized at this age, I don't want nobody lying in my funeral. And I'm definitely able to know you all trailer behind the hearse. Listen to the rich people. We will never fix this Babylon and this Roman Empire until we tell the truth. It's like a cancer body. Remember we told you the, the word uh, conserve me? Mm-hmm. It means thinking all of it for yourself. That's right. And, and so we have to, and this is, you know, it's always saying, I can't see it on radio. You want to hide something uh, from poor people, hide it in a book. And see, that's just, that is so oh, racist and, and frustrating to me for anyone to say that. Because um, here I am out there every week for seven years now trying to educate these folks' children at, at uh, J.N. Irvin Elementary, teaching these children how to read. So, Do you remember when I served years ago on the African-American Advisory Committee for Dr. Edwards, who was the first African-American? So I got an award right now. I served on the juvenile board, JDI, Juvenile Detention Alternative, all these boards and stuff, because I don't want to toot my own horn, but I want to tell people, I love this country. What they're doing, they're doing the really lynch stuff. Not only black people, they're doing it to poor people. Mm -hmm. The poor people at the top own all the money. The whole thing is about the money and the power. Every time you say something misappropriate, whatever word you use, it's all about money, okay? And so when I'm trying to tell the poor people, Dr. King tried to tell y'all that before they killed. He said, I'm coming to Washington. I ain't going to black to I'm taking all the poor people. He had just come from Europe. But our people don't read. Dr. King was trying to tell there's too many people at the bottom that don't have any nothing, and all you at the top, you control the, the bottom people. Mm-hmm. But we got to do something about that. We're going to do something about that, right? I, I want everybody within the sound of my voice to look up Reading Partners of North Texas. Find a school and go and be a tutor. It's two hours a week, folks. 
two hours a week to teach a child to read. I have an I have an eighth grader right now who is struggling so hard. She's being raised by her grandmother, her and her siblings. Her grandma doesn't have time to read to her, so I'm begging her her older sister, please help her. Okay. I mean, I need y'all to sign up and do it. Come on. You can even do it virtually. You don't even have to go to the school. Keep that on the radio because I ain't going to talk. I know people want to get in after me. But let me tell you something. I was on the Dallas, 31 city. I was a mentor of the Dallas the Juvenile Department, uh, mentor and, uh, under Annie Casey Foundation. And I think you heard me. I told those people that, that the Juvenile Center, it was just right now 600 children don't know where they, they're going. I could not, you know, last time I was there, we had two, I can't say this, but we had two people. Now there's six people in the meeting to get people to go help those children learn how to read, let them get it. You know what? These people, they won't even do anything because they're so selfish and, 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 and ignorant. They won't do anything. Well, then you know what? They need to get the, out of the way and let the rest of us take care of business. That's how I feel yeah. about that. If they're not doing anything, get them out of the room. Find somebody else to come in the room. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have a groupie, Monty. I'm not a group. I'm just a person who does things to help other people. That's it. That's but it. Don't you have me in the you, you just touched my heart. I am too. There's two of us, okay? Okay, so get busy. Get out there and get busy. Sign up for reading partners. I go to JN Urban Elementary School twice a week. And tutor. I've been, that's my seventh year at that school. Maxie Johnson, are you listening? This will be my third call to you, sir. I sent you an email and now I, and I called you and left you a voicemail and now I'm calling you out again. You got my number. Okay, Imani, thanks for calling. Thank you, Imani. And uh, you can call us too at 972 647 1893. Uh, the good news is the Southwest yes. Airlines says they're going to be hiring. I they're going to hire 8,000 new workers that's in 2023. You know, everybody's talking about a recession, and here they are saying that they're going to hire 8,000 new workers. And it's just amazing to me that that they continually talk about a recession. And and what's his face? Jerome Powell is that his name? The the, the head of the head Federal of the Reserve. Federal Reserve. Well, we're not going to we're going to slow down on raising interest rates. He, no, he's not saying that. He's now saying that interest rates are going higher and will stay up longer than previously planned. That was released this week from the oh, Well, you Press. see, then there's two different things that I've read this week mm-hmm. that supposedly came out of his mouth. So I don't know which one is true. Well, I'll tell you the one that's true. <laughs> the one that's going to hurt us the most. That's the, the one that's true. Raising interest rates, and they're going. that is going to be a slap for uh, us because we're interested in jobs. We're interested in pay. We're interested in better jobs. And if I don't, you know, Hot Wheels down there in Austin, here we go. Oh, we have the best. We have the best job growth in the country. Okay, that's fine. Let's take this call. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. And this is Jacobs, the boxer. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. How y'all been doing? Good, thank you. How about you? I'm doing great. I went to the airport store and bought me some groceries yesterday. I say about another month or two, I got to get some more groceries. 
and I'd be doing a whole lot better. Okay. Okay, that's Working good. And stuff like that. But I'd be okay, right? Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. We sure will. You take right. care of yourself, okay? I, I sure will. Okay. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you. And you can call us, too, at 972-647-1893. It's the voice of the people, and the station just loves it when you call. Yes, we do. And call us. I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not. But it's an estimated 94% of Americans have already had COVID at least once. I you saw think that's that. true? I don't know. I, I have I not had that. COVID. You did? Oh, that's right. I remember. That's from Bay I Area News you, Group, I, and it was, pro- it was published in the morning news. I saw it. But nine in 10 COVID deaths are people 65 or older. So retirees have a big stake in trying to do something about this COVID. That's right. And and please, if you have not received the latest booster and you're eligible, please go get it. You should please go get it. Go get it. I got my flu shot and my booster shot. I got them in one arm. It's okay. My arm was a little sore for a couple of days, but that's it. Are they still free? Yes. Well, I have Medicare now, Gene. <laughs> so all my stuff is free. Almost. Okay. Here's some good news. 12,000 of the strikers in California have now got a tentative contract. Yay! In other words, they have a contract that they can vote on and decide whether they want it or not. That's right. There's another 36,000 that are still on strike. And uh, this this one would give them... The one, the tentative agreement that they have would give them 23% raises by October of 2023. Okay. So that, now that's, now that's more than a raise. <laughs> that's a raise. That's a raise. But 24% over five years, like the railroad workers like, got, that is not a raise. No, that's a setback. That's, that's a setback because it doesn't even keep up with inflation. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. So don't 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 hate on the railroad workers. These folks got screwed by the government. That's yes, it. They, they got screwed by the government. That's it. That's bottom line. Yeah, the bosses were the main villain. Yep. But and the government helped them. Citizens United, you guys. Uh, money is speech, and corporations are people. Do you understand? That's what that ruling allows. Money is speech and corporations are people. That's what the Supreme Court said. That's what the Supreme Court said Mm. in Citizens United. One of the main things that needs to happen in this country to to reverse some of this mess is to get money out of politics. Okay. Without money in politics, they would not have been able to overturn this this uh, strike vote with the railroad. Uh-huh. That's true. Because Warren but Buffett were... couldn't have called his buddies and said, hey, man, y'all don't let them go on strike now because, you know, that'll hurt us. I think the people who vote us. or have good intentions, voters across the country <laughs> approved minimum wage increases. They approved protected access to abortion. They supported legislation, legalization of cannabis, Mm -hmm. and they approved measures to increase housing affordability and promote good union jobs, according to the Economic Policy Institute. So voters have good intentions, and some of the people that they voted for have betrayed us. We we need more people with good intentions going to the polls. Mm-hmm. We need more people. I can't, I, I just can't say that enough. 
I don't know what we're saying. I don't know what we're doing. We're knocking on your doors. We're calling you. We're texting you. We're asking you, what what do you want? You're telling us. We're bringing it. And you're still not going to the polls. What? what? Tell me, does somebody got the answer? Well, you, you've asked the question. Multiple times. I'm not getting the answers, Gene. Okay. Congress has passed a bill that partially protects gay marriage. That was kind of a surprise, but it yes. did go through and that passed. The, so there's some good news. Some good news. Uh, the Oath Keepers were <laughs> con- were convicted of sedition, uh, and one of them was from Granbury. That's right. And we don't know what they're going to do, but they're facing long sentences. They That's could get Stuart, 20 years. Stuart Rhodes, the head the of the, the Oath Keepers, mm-hmm. just wants you to understand why he wears that eye patch. He shot out his own eye. He shot out his own eye. Okay? This is who you're following, boys and girls. You can still call us at 972-647-1893, but you better hurry. Poor Steve. I got him. I get him. He had to do a face, a face, a palm. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, shot out. So he has one good eye. Some of the most notorious right-wingers in America had dinner with the biggest notorious right-winger in America right. at Mar-a-Lago. And that's a big, uh, that's in, in a lot of news. Yes. Now, uh, Trump says, oh, he didn't know who they were. <laughs> <laughs> he invited them to dinner, but he said he didn't know who yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Him and Kanye, now we must understand, or excuse me, the artist formerly known as Kanye is now yee yay. Yeah. I don't know, anyway. He got suspended from Twitter. <laughs> For 12 hours because he posted a swastika imposed over a star of David. Yep. And he also Mm. said, I like Hitler. (laughs) Oh, he loves it. He thinks Hitler did great. Oh, he did great things. Great things. The nation's largest civil rights organization is criticizing the Biden administration's strategy to combat rising domestic extremism and white supremacy, saying the effort relies too heavily on methods that risk unnecessarily targeting and profiling black and brown communities. This is the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, and they are against the uh, domestic terrorism legislation that's going through now. <laughs> we are just about why? out of time. I don't think we've got time for any more calls. Can I ask why they're against the domestic terror legislation? Because it's being... the, the legislation unnecessarily targets black and brown communities. That's what they're saying. Uh, A lot of things do. Uh, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. But we need some I'm just thinking we probably need some legislation to protect us from the white supremacists and the Christian nationalists. Yeah, okay. The Republicans are going to pressure some major corporations and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce because they supported some Democrats and progressive causes in the 2022 elections, which just shows to go that not all rich people are in agreement on exactly what tactics they want to use. There are some divisions. There are some of them are supporting Republicans, and some are supporting Democrats, some are supporting MAGA Republicans, and some are supporting <laughs> regular uh, regular Republicans, uh, ordinary bankers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, ordinary bankers. I, I think like it's that. time for us to go. You better I think say it's goodbye, really honey. close. I think he's wrapping his stuff up over there. I don't want to leave him with any dead air because that would be terrible. 
Okay, are you no, ready, Steve? Well, almost ready. I mean, oh, we. I, I mean, I don't ready. have enough time to start the Pete Seeger there, but <laughs> I do That's have enough okay. time to just chit chat. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Thank you so much for stepping in next week to help us out. Well, Absolutely. our friend Pierre goes yeah. goes to France. France. He's going to France. Say so goodbye, Bonnie. Pronounce it. Goodbye, Bonnie. <laughs> goodbye, Bonnie. <laughs>